Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name's Helen Webster. I'm with the lovely Sandra Scott and our fabulous guest today is the amazing Happy Rogers. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Debs, for uh, joining us tonight. And we know that you've had to really work hard to um, get your shifts covered and, and, and everything like that to be with us. So uh, massive, massive thank you for sorting that out for us. Oh, no, we've got a session on in the other room now, so I'm just hiding in the office. So you might get a few of the lads popping in, <laughs> making an appearance. That's cool. Everybody's welcome. Everyone's welcome, so that's cool. Um, so first we do a shout out to the kids any young people who've done amazing things um that we can just give them a little shout out and a little thumbs up to, to, to all our little people so i'm gonna start first okay because uh, i always ask everybody else and before um i'm gonna do this one okay so um i want to do a massive shout out to a young person called uh, kenzie so he's was treated in Alderhay um, when he was younger and now he's raising money for Alderhay and he's just started to play rugby for St. Helens, um, whereas they didn't think he'd be able to, to do any of that and he's just overcome it all, raising money and also um, playing rugby. So a uh, big, massive, massive well done to Kenzie. Um, San, any little people, young people? Brilliant. Um, just, just, I've had a good week with my little people this week, and they've all been brilliant. And I know I'm, I name individuals, don't I? But the whole lot, of, I'd have to name everyone this week because they've all been fantastic, and I'm just thrilled to the bit, to bits. You know, the kids are shattered. Teachers get tired at half term. The kids are shattered too, and they're exhausted. And some of them do a day at school, then they've got tutors, and a lot of schools are doing catch up because of work they've missed during COVID. So, you know, the kids are working really hard at the moment. So just a shout out to all my munchkins. Amazing. Um, Debs, have you got any young people, little people that you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, do you know what? My little girl, uh, we found some messages on her phone this week. She's only nine and um, she's been sticking up for two little girls in the class who've been getting bullied by one of her friends. So she's up against her own friends when it's easier not to and um she said she's actually sent them a message saying well you can all just get lost then because i'm on their side do you need me to repeat myself <laughs> so she's a sappy little thing but i'm just so proud of her for sticking up for like these two little girls you aren't even like in their friendship because she just knew that it weren't right what was happening so yeah big up to my little isla <laughs> massively well done to isla that's like a uh... The apple hasn't fallen off uh, far from the tree there. Actually, <laughs> yeah. sticking up for other people. So right. amazing, well done, little Isla. That's boss. Okay. You'll have to... yep. Sorry, I was going to say, Debbie, you'll have to show the the Martin Luther King quote. Um, where's the effect of? Um, and I'm using the wrong words here. He says it's not the um, it's not the words of our enemies who hurt us, but the silence of our friends. Yeah. And it's people have got to speak out when wrong things happen. And that's why I quite like it, because everyone gets involved in everyone's business, which is quite good when there's problems happening. You know, you've got to speak out. So good for her. Sorry. Oh. Brilliant. No, that, that, that's amazing. Well done. Well done to Isla. Um, so success, something that's happened to you this week that's been amazing. Um, and it can be anything, Deb, okay? It can be having your hair done. It could be a little success i don't know you got the last thing on the shelf when you were shopping it could be a massive thing it could be whatever you want um so um i'm gonna hand it over to sandra first what's your success well, my success was this wednesday they didn't have to stand by me in drumming class and show them what i had to do with my feet for the first time so it was week four so that was brilliant so i was made up um, so it only took four weeks and she did have to show some other people so to be fair they missed a few sessions but I was really happy but I am still all over the place but I'm getting better so I'm improving in the drumming class so I'm really happy about that Um I've had cracking meetings this week with good people everything's get going a bit more normal shall we say in business so I've had some good meetings I had a lovely meeting today with people and a catch up with someone on zoom it was about business, but we haven't seen each other for a long time. We we're like an hour 40 on Zoom for a meeting today. So that was good as well. So just good stuff all around, really, mostly business-wise. What, what about you, Debs? Mine's a bit shabby. We went to the National Diversity Awards on Friday evening. We were shortlisted for an award, which we didn't think for one minute we'd win. But it was just an incredible evening. Like You couldn't be disappointed that you didn't win because every single person there was just 
amazing. And um, there's a lovely girl who I met through like this journey in Sean's place who also lost her brother to suicide called Alice. And she won her award, which was just incredible to see. So it was just a really like inspiring, uplifting evening. It was amazing and an absolute like honour to be there as well. Oh, I'd have cried all the way through that. Just yeah. oh, honestly, yeah. I think we would have done if the lady behind us weren't so drunk. We were more scared she was going to fall on us. <laughs> There's a few stories to tell from it as well. <laughs> Amazing. We'll save them for the red face moment. Exclusive <laughs> yeah. here. So brilliant and amazing. And we'll find out more and more about like the awards and, and the journey of Sean's place as, as we go on a little bit further. Um, so success for me this week was yesterday. Um, we did our very first instructor training for Wackerball. Um, and so it was something that um, I'd had in my head when I saw it. And I thought, I don't just want it to be a game that's put in a cupboard. I wanted young people to take ownership of it and, and train to become racquetball instructors. And then the more people can play and we can take it around the UK. And uh, yesterday, the little like step, the, the small step in the right direction. Um, and I was thinking last night, I was I was like really grateful for, for people to be buying into and having the same enthusiasm that I did. Um, and it's great when you've got young people who were sort of as excited and as passionate. Um, what, what, and so I played racquetball and I was like, this is amazing, it's boss. Um, mm -hmm. And then the young people played it yesterday and they were absolutely brilliant. And for their first time, um, were just were just brilliant. And they're that excited to then be able to take it on and to teach other people. And so they've got the skills to be able to do that. So that was amazing. So massive, massive, that was my massive, massive success. And I've had a great day today as well. I've had like loads of, as Sandra was saying, loads of little phone calls and people are coming out the woodwork a little bit now, aren't they, as we're opening up again, which is amazing. It's just lovely to, <laughs> just lovely to see human beings, isn't it, and all be together again. Yeah. Yeah. And we still need to stay safe and, you know, keep be mindful of others and stuff like that but it is lovely to be uh, out and about a little bit more isn't it so uh, massive yeah good so debbie we're gonna play this or that okay sandra's gonna ask me and you i'm gonna ask you and sandra you've just got to answer them that's all okay you haven't got to decide them yourselves it's okay sandra you want to go first or do you want me to go first i'll go first if that's okay oh yes i'm gonna go with debbie first debbie dogs or cats Dogs. I've got to say dogs. I've got dogs. I don't like either. <laughs> I've got an English bulldog who looks so cute, but he's dead naughty for me. And then I've got a gorgeous little French bulldog who, who's oh. the best behaved dog ever. She's lovely. Oh, <laughs> so that's really difficult for me to answer because I've got Poppy who sat here on my left who like doesn't move from his head. And Eddie the cat's looking at me, so he's like fuming. Um, but um the dog with the brown eyes is looking at me and uh so yeah i think dogs because she, she she like comes and does like loads more stuff with me than than the cats cats mm -hmm. they don't they say don't the dogs have owners and cats have staff yeah, <laughs> yeah. what about you son years ago i'd have said cats but i'm more dogs now but i like both but probably more dogs that was since you met poppy wasn't it and she came to stay with you no but since it's since Oh, no, it isn't. It's because we got the Labrador, but the cat we got was quite... Our cat was arrogant. There's no... That's the only... I mean, Meg, I'm massively arrogant. That's the way to describe that cat. Whereas the dog was lovely and friendly. The cat used to look like that. So, and also, uh, I would say dogs then, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, with all the craze that's going on at the moment with Wordle and... Um, yes, what's yeah. the other one called? Um, Wordle. Yeah, which I one's, one's about words and one's about numbers. Okay, yeah, so it's just the crazy the nerdle one. Oh yeah, yeah, we've had enough of it. Yeah. Okay, so my one is oh, no. crosswords or Sudoku. Um, <laughs> Debbie, <laughs> I don't know what Sudoku is, so I'll have to go crosswords. <laughs> With the numbers in the square where you so have... the numbers in the square where you have oh, to make, make them all add up. To... Yeah, no goes with numbers, crosswords. <laughs> crosswords. What about you, San? It crosswords, obviously, but you know Sudo Sudoku, right? Yeah. You can do it with words. So oh. it's something you use in language teaching, like just to make the kids more interested when they're learning a new topic and getting the getting the spelling right because they have to write it repeatedly is you can do it with words and that it works quite well so i prefer that which is cheating but so overall crosswords 
But you know, I like um, general knowledge class crosswords and things like that. I'm not good with cryptic crosswords. No. No. Sorry. Why is a cat blue and eats a pencil? And the answer is like the beach, isn't it? It's like. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so Sudoku for me. I'm totally numbers. I'm numbers. Um, okay then. Okay, next one, Sam. All right, Debbie, beach or the park? The beach, the beach. Okay. The park. What about you, Sam? The beach, but I do love parks as well. Yeah. And um, do you know who I, had, who I was talking to today who's just a gorgeous human, if anyone knows her, Claire Dallas. She's lovely from Dallas Law and she does Dallas Consulting as well. And she did this thing in the lockdown called Stroll with the Soul. And um, she was talking to, you'd love it, Helen. She was, it's a Facebook group, if anyone's interested, called Stroll with the Soul. And she started, she was speaking to her parents who were in, obviously they were in their house, she was in his. And when she was out on a walk and she was talking to them and she, she went on to FaceTime or something. And I think she was in Sefton Park, one of the parks. And they said, well, where are you? And she flicked the camera around and he said, well, keep walking. And she said, I took them on my walk with me. So wow. people started doing it. And there's about a hundred odd. I was a member of the group, but I tend to just put photos on like when I was sort of living by the waterfront and that, but it's just a dead good idea. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, Future yeah. guest. Future guest on our show. Yeah. Amazing. Like she didn't have a picture on the group or anything. She just wanted it to be about looking at greenery and making you feel. You know, when she was talking to me today, it's how you talk about nature and things like that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. So, hot chocolate or milkshake? Um, Debbie. Chocolate. Oh, sorry, I jumped in then, didn't I? Hot yeah, chocolate. Hot chocolate. Yeah. What or about you, San? <laughs> warm chocolate. Mm. Yeah. What about you, San? Well, I adore milkshakes, but I don't really have them because, like, the fattening and all the rest of it. Um, so I'd have to say hot chocolate now. Mm. Like, you can have a healthier option, can't you? But my heart, I adore milkshakes, but I just don't drink them. Yeah, I'd yeah. go hot chocolate. I think hot chocolate's like a hug in a mug, isn't it? But it's got to have, like, yeah. ice cream and marshmallows and everything and flake yeah. and all that. Or, or... Bailey's. Yeah, yeah. Or Tia Maria, or oh, but even a bit of brandy if you're desperate. <laughs> desperate. Yeah, a bit of you know a bit of something in your hot chocolate, definitely. A okay. biscuit. I'll go for the bit. I don't drink, so I'll have a biscuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you need much marshmallows and like a blob of ice cream, and it all melts, and then you get a spire and stick it in the middle and drink it. Yeah, yeah. All that. Okay, go on, Sam. Last one for you. Okay, last one. Shopping spree in London, okay, um, in all the top shops, etc., with a wad of cash, or a mad sales rush in town. Which one's for <laughs> me or Helen? I'm sorry, Debbie, for you first. <laughs> um, I'd say a shopping spree because you can take your time. Then I hate sales and people elbowing you out the way and fighting over you know something you'd never buy in a million years if it weren't in the sale so yeah, yeah strap and spray <laughs> but it can be in Primark yeah. it doesn't have to be in London I'm happy anyway <laughs> I'd probably go um I'd probably go shopping spree in, in London so but me mum me mum would defo Barb's is like the sales queen um so she'd defo me mum would defo go sales shopping because she's just like unbelievable at it what about you Sam um, I would go to London, having been given £10,000. <laughs> Knightsbridge or Bond Street's fine for me. Yeah, that's for me. Yeah. John, John, how he goes, it went from hot chocolate to alcohol really quick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, okay. So my last one, so I, yeah, I'd go shopping spree in London. My last one is Mars Bar or... A Snickers bar. Snickers. How yeah. about you, son? Nowadays, it's Snickers. But again, your chase changed, don't you? A Mars bar is just too sickly. Mm. 
It's horrendous. I could only ever eat Mars bars if they were... I don't like cold nice. chocolate, but they had to be freezing cold in the fridge and sliced. And nice. do you know what a Snickers was called before it was Snickers? Clearly, because I'm that old. Yeah. Debbie. Debbie hasn't got, probably hasn't got a clue what we're no. talking about here, have you? No. Debbie. No. So what was it called, Sam? A marathon. And do you know what it, how, why it got its name, Marathon? Did it give you the energy to run a marathon? Which is what everybody thinks, because the advert was Marathon and everybody was running. It was actually named after um, the family who invented it. It was named after their horse. I did not know oh. that. So I will educate you as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Helen, have you been to a pub quiz this week? <laughs> <laughs> no, I listened to Radio City's facts when I was driving along. Oh, it's, quite a good, it's a good little fact, that one. That's so funny. I'm going to tell everyone now. You'll be able to go in and say, do you know what? <laughs> yeah. So that's all this and that. Okay, Sandra, I'm going to hand it over to you to introduce Debbie properly. Um, oh, and then we're going to hand it over to Debs. Because I am so delighted. Debbie, how long have I wanted you to come on here? Oh, so sorry. And I wanted you to come on here because you've done something absolutely amazing. Um, like the rest of us, an ordinary person here, and you've done something wonderful for the for the for the area and set up something to provide a an amazing surface, um at service rather, and you, in the face of adversity massively for and turned a tragedy into something very positive. So we'd like you to talk to us, really, Debbie, about your journey. So take it away, Debbie Rogers from Sean's Place, and thank you for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. Um, honestly, like I love to show, I watch it all the time, but I just can never get on it just for childcare and running Sean's Place. Um, but yeah, like going back to the beginning, the reason why Sean's Place exists, really. Um, so Sean was actually my brother and we lost him two and a half years ago now. Feels like yesterday, that was crazy. Um, Sean took his own life. He, he died by suicide um, just because he'd become extremely unwell with his mental health. But that wasn't always the case. You know, Sean suffered from anxiety and depression. Um, you know, a lot of people do and, and we live normal lives and with the right support, you can, you know, go on and live a normal, happy, lovely life. But if you don't get the support at the right time, it can spiral. And that's what happened with Sean. You know, he'd go to his GP and ask for help and he'd just be given more and more medication every time he went back. And he, he ends up with psychosis and he, he'd become really, really poorly um, to the point where he was just so confused and so frightened. And um, oh. people weren't listening when we were asking for help. You know, we could see the way it was going. I was asking for help, you know begging the people and professionals to listen and to believe me and they sort of wrote him off like it was inevitable it was going to happen he got that unwell it was like they were waiting for it to happen and it did and the night be the night that before he died I'd cried out for help and you know he said he had capacity which he didn't he was really poorly um and, and it happened that night he but I always believe that Sean could have been saved if people would have listened and if there was alternative support available so when Sean died, um, I think it was about six to nine weeks later, I, I had this idea that, you know, something needs to change. I had loads of people reaching out to me saying, this, you know, my brother's going through the same thing. My uncle's struggling at the moment, you know, and I realised very quickly that we weren't the only family that were, were living with this. But at the time we thought we were, we didn't know anybody else really who was struggling other, other than what was happening with Sean. Um so when I knew that other people were struggling and they were going through the same thing and they weren't being heard and they were getting fobbed off when they went to the GP, I said, well, you know, if no one else is going to do it, nothing will ever change. So why not, you know, just try try something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's going to be, but let's try something. And then um, we came up with the idea of just creating a space where people could just come and just simply be and just create friends and find a bit of confidence and just do something positive with the day. All of the things I hope that we've, we were fine for sure that we couldn't. I just thought, let, let's try it. Let's see if it works. So we put a call out on social media. And we're like, look, we've got this idea. Don't know if it's going to work, but you know, we're, we're really hoping we can make a bit of a difference. And we had loads of people come forward saying, I would definitely come to somewhere like this. I'd like to try it. So we started doing pilot days and um, with all the information that we had from people that we spoke to on social media, we put on a couple of pilot days across a couple of months in the same year that Sean died. And very quickly we realised that there was a lot of men out there that were needing the same support as what Sean needed. Definitely. Yeah. When 
the pilot days did you do them at different venues throughout the city what how did you do yeah. that do you know what there was a dance school in Seaforth called Connect Studios and um, there's an amazing lad and girl Kelly Phillips and Michael Scully and um, they offered to give us their dance studio for a couple of days a week so that we could see if this had worked. They really believed in what we were doing and they didn't charge us. They let us have the use of the whole venue. And we had people, there was like Kev Deves, who was a mindfulness teacher, Cheryl, who is an art tutor. We had Joe, who's a hypnotherapist. All of these people come together because they also believed in what we were doing and they give their time for free. And that's how we put on the pilot days. And then we were gathering feedback from it. And we knew what we were doing there. Like people were coming and it was working. And, you know, we were getting people crying when they come through the door because they'd been searching for something like this for so long. And when they found us, they were like, oh my God, like I've been looking for this for years. Wow. So we opened in the January. And um, initially, so it was hit and miss. Some days would be busy. You know, the days we'd have like two or three people turning up. So we just thought, you know, let's stick with it. Let's see if this is what people in the community need. And then we went from that to 75 men a week in about two or three months. It was like and is one word. So, sorry, Debs, is, is, is it just for men or, or or was it open to anybody but predominantly men who, who came? Yeah, no, we looked what was available in the area first because we didn't want to step on anyone's toes and we didn't want to duplicate what was already out there because there's no sort of benefit in that. And um, there was two amazing women's services in Sefton already that were doing amazing things. So... Mm. You know, my passion was always, um, my belief was that met. there was this thing when we were setting up where people were saying, oh, good luck doing it for men. We've tried and it didn't work. Men won't come to stuff like that. You know, men don't talk. Good luck doing this. We had all of these comments and it was planting doubt in my mind thinking, are they right? You know, is anyone going to come to it? And I'm, thank God that we did stick with them. We didn't listen to those comments because, you know, we've proven now that men do talk. They just need really good places to go to, you know, places that make you feel good and they look nice when you go in there. And, you know, we open up an evening as well because there's so many men in employment that need help, but yeah. they can't access the support because everywhere closes at five o'clock. But we know from the statistics that the highest rate of suicide is actually from men in employment. So with that, we open four nights a week. We provide counselling on a Sunday night so that people who work can also access the support without having to take time off and losing money and struggling financially to seek help. Um, and, and it works. So it's not rocket science. It's just a case of listening to the needs of the people out there and doing something about it, really. Anyone could do this. You know, I'm not... a, a mental health practitioner you know I'm just a normal person but sometimes it just you need to think a, a little bit outside the box and really understand the people that are reaching out to you happen. and also the other thing is um you know you were saying about a time and coming of an evening and that um a lot of men mightn't want the employers to know they yeah. might things so maybe you might say they might have an employer that let them have a bit of time at lunchtime or whatever but they feel very vulnerable, so they don't want, for their own reasons, they don't want to be open about it. You know, you have to respect their choice to do that, or they feel that they feel their workplace isn't somewhere that would cope with that. So they want to do it privately in the evening and not involve work, you know. So I think that's really important. Yeah, and Tassie, you're right. You know, we, we always say there's no stigma, and, you know, on the whole, we really hope that that's, that we're moving forward and we are removing that stigma but sadly in some workplaces you know we have gentlemen who come to us like some are like serving in the military and they can't tell the bosses that they're going through a tough time because you can risk getting kicked out of the army and losing the career we've also got men who have tried to seek you know help from their employer and they've been at risk of losing the job so rather than you know go back to their employer and say oh yeah actually I will go down the occupational health route they'll come yeah. to us on a Sunday evening and they don't have to have that conversation then thankfully there's an, a load of amazing employees out there but not everybody is sadly yeah, yeah and, and, and I'm thinking that you know from so you set up was it two two and a half years ago two years ago that, that you're yeah, opened? Yeah. yeah 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 so have you noticed a difference in people's attitudes from two years ago to now I think, yeah, I, on a whole, like the whole country is getting better at talking COVID. Thankfully, you know, it really did highlight that people's mental health was just as important as anything else. And it made it normal to talk about it. We were seeing a lot more in the media and on the news and on social media. So those who may not have reached out before, you know, COVID times, now it's almost becoming a lot more normal to do that and the conversations are a lot more normal and you know we hear it every single day now on the news or you know on, on 
social media campaigns and stuff and there's loads more groups as well like sean's place that are opening thankfully so you know we've got an andy's man club in liverpool now which is amazing for the city because they, they do fantastic work uh, every day we're seeing more and more people be proactive and take their own initiative and they're not waiting for nhs services anymore people are taking action and doing it themselves and it works yeah so Christine Penman's listening in and she says, um, such a great organisation. Having sessions on a Sunday evening is massive. This is a big trigger in male suicide. Um, and she's been exposed to it. So well done, Debs, with a little heart. So, yeah, yeah amazing. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. And um, so how do, um, so you started off with all these pilot schemes and, and you were collecting data. Um, how were you collecting the data? Was it through questionnaires? Was it just through talking? Would, you know, how, how do you sort of say to somebody, what is it that you want? Yeah, it, it was a mix of both, really. It was having the conversations with people when they come in and just hearing their stories and the things that they've tried before and, you know, what was missing in their lives. Um, obviously, we did the questionnaires as well because we were so new in our journey that it was important that we had that evidence because we need to support big time from we needed people to back us and believe in us. And, you know, as much as we were seeing these amazing sort of people and hearing their stories, we needed other people to believe that in what we were doing. So we got the questionnaires, we had the conversations with them and that hasn't stopped. Like even now we have, you know, focus groups at Sean's Place. We regularly have conversations with the lads and Sean's Place is built around them every time that we put on a new service it's because it's it's come from them and things that they've told us that they they need and like we're starting a family support network in a couple of weeks because we've seen a big increase in some of our families who are really struggling as a result of you know pretty much like they're me but two and a half years ago they're, they're really struggling with you know supporting somebody who is so unwell and banging on doors and not being heard and sometimes they just need a bit of TLC and a bit of time out so um, our new family support network will hopefully provide a little bit of R&R for them and it'll make the whole family life a little bit stronger hopefully. Yeah and was there, was, was there a theme when, when you when you were doing all these surveys was, was there a particular um, something that kept on standing out all the time from you know from, from speaking to so many people was there, was there a, a thing that everybody was saying? I think loneliness has been a big thing and it's really hard for, for men to admit, but, but, you know, thankfully they do. And, and when they do admit that, you know, they, they haven't really got anybody they can talk to. And it might not be that, you know, that there's, there's nobody they can talk to. It might be that they're, they're not the right people. Some people feel like they're a burden on the family and on the partners and some, that's why they don't open up to them. So when you've got someone outside of that circle that you can really, you know, be genuine, authentic with and t tell them exactly what's going on. It's such a weight off the shoulders. So you can be lonely, but have loads of people around you as well. Yeah. Um, and then that's why we provide a range of sessions, really, because it's not a one-size-fits-all. Some people need one-to-one -one support and, you know, eight weeks of counselling and th that's it. That's all they've needed from us and they can go on with their lives and, you know, do amazing. Whereas we've got others who need that a bit of wraparound care. So they might have some one-to-one -one support, but they'll also access some of our social groups as well. And they'll make friends here and build, like, a new sort of network around them. Um, and, yeah, it, it works, thankfully. Well, maybe, yeah, and sometimes, sorry, Sam, go on. I was just going to say maybe a network who understands them because, you yeah. know, certainly I, I think a lot of men, they've got their friends, they've had since they were younger, a friendship group, and they've got, and you know, there's a lot, there can be a lot of bravado, can't there? And they might feel able to talk to them or they'll have a little conversation. Whereas if they can get a friendship group through yourselves, it's people who understand their situation. and and can share experiences so they think oh I am normal you know this is quite whatever normal is this is okay to feel that way because there's all these other people who go to work and everything you know and they feel the same as me yeah we've got a, a guy who came in last week for example and um he, he was really emotional talking about the things that he's been through and he was like he kept putting himself down he's like this is so stupid you know I shouldn't be feeling like this look at me I'm six foot four you know I'm 40 yards so we took him down the corridor in our building and down the corridor there's pictures of some of the men who access Sean's place and it might be like a picture of the fishing group or the cookery class so I walked him down the corridor I was like look look at him look at him look at him and they all looked exactly like him they all you know six foot four baldy heads around his age 
and instantly yeah. realised that, you know, he wasn't being stupid. It was just that he, he wasn't used to talking to other people about it because you're right, his friendship group, he's the jack of the lad in the group. When they yeah. go on holiday, he's allowed as funny as one. He's the one who lifts everybody else up. So for him to tell that group of friends, actually, do you know what? I just see him cry my eyes out most nights. He just wasn't able to do that, whereas we can support him really now to have those conversations with his friends. And I think yeah. that's the thing is, is, is so that they know that they're not alone. And there's also, if you were to show a photograph of 10 fellas on, you know, on, on your fishing group, for instance, and you said who struggles with their mental health, yeah, you can't tell, can you? Because it's like, you know, yeah. not, not every disability is visible. Um, yeah. And I think for, for, for people to know that they're not alone and there's other people who are like them, um, it, it's comforting, isn't it? You know, it's comforting to know that you're not alone. And as well, if you're seeing people on a journey who or say progressing a little bit better then they become positive role models yeah 100 with that we've made some of the lads um part of the team so we call them members coaches and that's because we've had lads who come with who come through like service in the early days almost um the transformation in them has just been incredible and it's all been from their hard work sticking with us and believing in what we do and you know making small positive changes in the lives as a result of it and now it's almost like we don't need our support anymore that this we're still here obviously for the support network and for the friendships but they can use their experiences of coming to places like this to say to others look it's okay we've been through it and you know we're doing great as a result of it Instead of coming from someone like me, who's like a 30-odd-year-old female, when it's coming from somebody who looks like you and has got a similar background, you believe it a little bit more and you trust it a bit more. So um, yeah. that process has worked really nice. And it just gives them a little bit of almost like a, a bit of like a sealant on everything they've done to say, look, we, we, we recognise that everything you've done has been remarkable and we want to celebrate that and make you part of the team. Amazing. That's, that's what you've got there is amazing as well. For people who don't know, um, you're in Bootle, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've just moved into a new building like literally four weeks ago. <laughs> so it's been exhausting because it's like the size of a school. We've gone from like one room to like this, a school pretty much. And um, we finished decorating it and we moved in in the first week in January. But now we've got like a music studio. We're doing like drum lessons and songwriting courses this week. We've got an angling room, a sports hall where we were doing exercise classes today and yesterday. We've got a lounge area, a games room. We've got two counselling rooms as well. So we've been able to double the amount of support we provide. It's incredible. But we're just sort of growing into it now. It's still, when we give people a tour around, we're still getting lost. <laughs> so we're not quite like settled yet, but we will be soon. <laughs> Which is amazing, isn't it? So how did, how did you get to, how did you get to find the space? Did, did somebody approach you or did you find it? Or was it, because I know lots of people have that tricky journey of being somewhere and how, what's the next step how did they grow yeah. it was very hard work so as i say we started in the dance studio which was amazing then we had a community center which was equally as amazing called community by nature and they let us use their space but we outgrew it like quite quickly we were having to turn people away because we couldn't accommodate them across the time that we had there then we moved into a building in bootle um last year and we thought this is it you know we'll be okay here but we outgrew that <laughs> So it was a case of us, we, we wrote to the council and we said to them, look, we really need some help here without growing these buildings. What we're doing is working. Here's the evidence. We need a, a, a decent space. And, you know, if you help us, I promise you we'll prove to you that what we're doing is working. And um, it, it was a hard work at first. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, nothing worth having comes easy. There was a lot of closed doors. There was a lot of people saying no. But thankfully, you know, there was a meeting with some of the people who did take a chance on us and they said yes and um we got the lease in december and we moved in um and we knew it was a big chance with the new kids on the block we've only been going two years but you know i was never going to take no for, for an answer from anyone i've lost my brother because there was no sufficient support available i wasn't going to sit back and let it happen to more people knowing that with the right support they can be helped and we had all the evidence we believed in what we could do and we're just so grateful that Sefton Council did take a chance on us they've given us the building and as a result of it we're seeing now around 200 men a week we've gone from wow. you know we've doubled the amount of men we were able to support the turnaround for referrals is around a week at the moment whereas we were wow. looking at six to eight weeks a couple of months ago so yeah it's that's incredible right statistics way. that's incredible yeah. statistics because most people who when they go to places and they say you know oh the waiting list is eight weeks or the waiting list is 10 weeks or something like that and 
10 weeks is too long they, you know they're, they're going because they need it there and now and i think as well by having someone like sean's place you know lots of people um it's saving the nhs money and it's saving gps and it's saving um so it's not the impact on the person it's the impact on um who they're interacting with as well so the families are in a better space and you know the friendship groups and they'll be able to go to work and be more productive in work so yes by that person going to the session it's sort of like the ripple effect isn't it you know of, of everybody else who's affected by it and the the, the 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 savings of that you know that's it's it, you know yeah. it's it's called social impact isn't it what's the social impact yeah. on this and the social yeah. impact is, is is massive you know um and i think and i then, think those statistics are phenomenal yeah well done and the thing is debbie a lot of people might realize this but when you set all this up you had a full-time job <laughs> yeah. I've only just left my full-time job literally a couple of months ago. We were it was hard work. My poor boss, she knew what I was up to, but she was too nice to say anything. Like I used to sit on my school job hiding in the cupboard taking calls about Sean's place or you know, quickly typing up something like an email for Sean's place when I should have been doing my day job and stuff. And I, I think Sean I'd only been there six months when Sean died and I told him pretty much straight away I had this idea and um it, it was hard work. I've got three children as well, so it was yeah. like I had about three hours sleep a night for about six months. But now, you know, we were able to um, make sure and space my full time job and, and start a full time here in September, and I've not looked back since. I just feel like this is where I'm meant to be now. So, but I've, I've not done it alone. I've got an incredible team of mentors. Like without them, the place I couldn't do it like on my own. Like. We've got about 30 mentors, we've got about 10 counsellors and about seven CBT mentors, and they all donate the time. They volunteer. Some of them have been with us since day one and they've never left our side. And honestly, they are angels, walking angels. Without them, like this place wouldn't be open. So Debbie, and that's a credit. Oh, that's a credit, sorry, Deb, it's and that that's a credit to Sean's place um, and to you, you know. Um to, to, to be able to say it's a, it's an amazing environment to go to because people who give their time up have to get something back whether it's you know that yeah. they, you know they're doing a good job or they know that they're supporting somebody or something like that. so to go into somewhere and give you time and receive something back to carry on doing it then that, that's a credit to sean's place and, and to you and, and your the rest of your staff isn't it yeah definitely i was going to say to you so how many volunteers have you got in total now and um, we've got about 40 to 50 volunteers now um they're all honestly absolutely incredible we're building our team slowly as well we just took on oh, sam and georgia who were just the cutest little pair they're from the kickstart scheme yeah and um, that kickstart scheme's been incredible like without them we would never have found sam and georgia so sam's our new administrator and georgia is our program coordinator but what that's allowed to do is all the stuff that i've been doing on my own for two years I've now been able to delegate a little bit, which means that I can now go and focus on building Sean's place and making sure the money's coming in and, you know, all this stuff that people don't see behind the scenes. Um, and so, yeah, it's gorgeous. And it just it, it helps us to sort of think forward and think, OK, this isn't just something that we're going to be around for the year. You know, with the if I can keep this team and keep this sort of um, momentum going, we could be around for quite a while. And you know, inspired others, hopefully, to create their own versions of Sean's place in their communities too. And I mean, yeah, well, you, you will be around. Sorry, John Howie's listening in and he says, that's brilliant. And the power it gives back to the individual individual to be able to help others. Yeah, yeah because if they've had, if they've been in a bad place themselves, should we say, and then they've gone in and say, look, I've come out of it and they can support other people. That's sort of like a beacon, isn't it, for people who are struggling to see. But I've been to see you there, haven't I, Debbie? And it's gorgeous what you've done with it. And you explained like the blood, sweat, and tears, and the pains, and the hours working on it nonstop. <laughs> and um, you know, so it, it's you've got a really good setup there. So for people who don't know, there's like a big lounge area, isn't there? There's a games room, as you said. You've got a music room. You've got a training facility there. That you've got a lot, haven't you? And like a, a big sports area as well yeah that's it it's we, we always knew if we'd have had this space like this we used to when we were locking up the community center that they used to let us use me and mike mandy who helps me run it we used to stand outside saying oh we really wish this was ours like imagine what we could do and now we've got here we kick ourselves like oh my god we can't believe we've been lucky enough to have something like this in the community and it's so nice for the men as well that like who come to sean's place so this, this is like their home now and yeah. like tonight we've just had the guitar lessons on they're all sat in the lounge some of them are playing pool it's 
it's it's just a bit of escapism. We've got we open on a Friday night as well because we have some men who come over in recovery who are you know doing amazing and recovering from drug and alcohol addiction. And where they used to go to the pub on a Friday night, now they can come to Florence Place and it's almost yeah. like they replace them what they used to do with something positive. So they're still getting the social aspect of it just without, you know, the need for alcohol. So, um, yeah, it, it, we're so grateful we can provide that for them. Brilliant. Do you, you do a lot of support with addiction as well then? Yeah, yeah. I think we more the support that's available. So we have a lot of referrals through from the likes of Ambition Sefton and stuff like that because um, they're the specialists in that area. But when we can complement that, we're providing, you know, some social support and a bit of routine and a bit of like a positive structure to the week. It works well together. So we wouldn't turn anybody away, for example, who had an addiction, but we'd ensure that they were getting you know, the right support as well, as well as attending here. And that partnership really works well. Yeah, because so you do a lot do a lot of signposts, sorry, Sam. Do you yeah. do a lot of signposting to, to, to other services? Do you work in like really well? Because for me, there's you know, there are amazing services out there and yeah. quite a few of them are quite precious about their own um things and I think oh together you, you do an amazing job you know you do a such uh, like we know our link absolutely and we have a list of um contact numbers so if we think that's somebody like for example if we were closed on a Friday and we think you know what we know this person struggles on a Friday we need to get them to another men's group that we know is open for example we do 100% signpost into there like we don't offer bereavements like specialist bereavement support for example so we link in with different bereavement services we also obviously link in with the drug and alcohol services and stuff we don't own these people and our job is to make sure that they are getting the best possible support and that won't always be from us it might be that we need to work in partnership with another organization to make sure this person is getting everything that they need and we've always got to put the, the people who are walking through the door at the heart of every single decision that we make and if we don't do that we're completely failing them okay and how how do people access your services debbie um, so through our website, um, someone can make a referral on their behalf. So if, they, if they've got a GP or a, a mental health nurse or somebody like that, for example, they can fill out their healthcare professional referral form or they can simply do it themselves on the website. It's a real simple form. Once they've sent the referral form in, they'll get a call from our lovely Sam and they'll get an appointment with us on the Monday then, um, which is over the phone for 15 minutes, just to make sure we are the right service for them. And then once that telephone has happened, telephone calls happen, that can start pretty much immediately, just depending on, you know, the availability and what services that they need from us, really. That's brilliant, isn't it? Because that's the thing, as you said, getting access to services straight away is key rather than being on a waiting list when you've got something like that you need to be seen straight away you know so i think that's fantastic so once they've been and, and, and you know they're supported by you guys and you know it might be saying as you were saying before an eight-week counseling um, program um what happens then it just depends. Like different people will be with us from different amounts of times. Some people literally just need a course of counselling because they're going through a bit of a tough time and they need to talk it through and then they're absolutely fine and don't need us anymore. Whereas we've got other people that are still with us now two and a half years later. And that's because we've become the new family. We've, they've got friends here now. You know, they, they feel like they belong here, which is absolutely fine. Like, we're never in a rush to move anyone on. It's got to be when they're ready. Um, but we also send emails and we have newsletters, so we keep in touch with people. And, you know, we've got people who have recently come back to us after having a difficult period over Christmas who did move on last year. But because they've had such a positive experience, they knew they could reach back out to us when the time got tough again. And they've come back and, you know, they're going through more support now. So... It, it's quite nice the doors never close for anyone and could it be support where um you know they might not need counseling or something they might just need as you were saying you know about the friendship groups um, yeah. could they be a member of the fishing group for life or, or you know um or is it sort of well you're you know you can access this amount and then yeah, not with like the fishing group and stuff. There is some programs that are, you know, six week programs, yeah. like constant like evening program, for example. That's a group program. Now we've got some people who have done, you know, three 
blocks of it, for example, that's because they were still getting benefit. They were working really hard. They were, you know, taking on board the advice and we could see, you know, it was really helping them. But if you've got, again, other people who come and do six weeks and go, I'm sorted now, thanks, and they won't need us again. Um, but then we've got other things like the mindfulness, the angling, for example, the guitar lessons, the drop-ins, and they're there for as long as people need us. So you, you just never know how long somebody's challenges are going to last for. You know, some of them are social where we become as i said before their new family and friends which is absolutely fine and we've got other people who just need us because they're going through a really difficult time and once that difficult time passes and we've got them through it they simply just don't need us anymore and that's okay that that's ultimately what we want for them because we want to get them to a place where they're okay Mm. and that that must be like massively um massively rewarding it's like a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's massively rewarding to, to see them being confident enough to be able to go and, um, you know, rock on and, and live their lives in it. And, and then it must also be a little bit like, I think, oh, you know, like, because they're not going to be part of your little gang it's anymore. Like that it? Go. it really is. It's that emotional, especially for the mentors, if they've done one-to-one work with them and stuff like yeah. that, because you can't help but build a bond with them. Like, you're invested in them completely. Some of them you'll see three, four times a week. And it, it literally is like your baby's moving home sometimes. And But as I say, you know, we've got ways of keeping in touch with them they know the door's always open so it's not like it, it's a it's a forever goodbye <laughs> and also some of them go on to do fundraisers for us or they'll come back as yeah. mentors and stuff so it really is a, a little family here and it's not clicky by any means you know what I mean but once you hear it it's like it's like you're settled and it's like you belong here which is lovely and so Debbie, how that- did you get go on sorry Sam go on. <laughs> we've got loads of questions for you sorry so my Helen's my flow next more than mine. I was gonna say you've mentioned fundraising. Say someone says, Well, I'm not affected by this, but I think this is a brilliant initiative. I want to support the organization, or maybe someone's listening or watching who's been affected by this in their family and they want to support Sean's place. What can they do to help you? Uh, there's so many ways like we we do rely solely on you know people's generosity which most organizations like ours do and um, but we've got a couple of corporate sponsors that sponsor us monthly and that really helps us to keep the lights on and the heating on and you know they'll sponsor a, a set room in the organization and we're completely reassured that for at least 12 months we've got that regular income so them organizations are, are, are gold you know they're amazing and it also helps them as well because we support them to have conversations with their staff or if any of their team needs support they can make a very quick referral to us and you know there's a mutual benefit there um, they can also, you know, if anyone's thinking about, like, we've just we've just signed up to an abseil, for example, down the cathedral. We've got people running the three peaks for us. We've, we've got a lady who on a 70th birthday in April is going to be doing, like, a massive walk for us with her friends as well. So we've just ordered her as a hybrid fair. She's amazing. Can't wait to meet her. Um, so literally, if anybody's thinking about doing a fundraiser this year and you don't know who to do it for, you know, you're very welcome to do it for us. <laughs> um, because all the money goes back into the, the service and all of our sessions are free we don't charge for absolutely anything that we do and that's how we want to keep it but we can only do that if you know we've got the, the means to do that really brilliant amazing so is that is that on your website or what, what's what's the website address because we'll just post it in the comments so if anybody's um listening and they can so it's www.shawnsplace.org.uk so there is a contact form on there as well so if anybody just want to send us a message afterwards it comes directly to me as well Cool. Okay, so I've, I've put seansplace.org.uk onto um, the thing. So I, I want to talk about the awards. Um, how did you get? Um, how did you get um, chosen? To, I suppose or selected to uh, to go to these awards, and what was it all about? I think we're just lucky that people like what we do, and you know, some people are really invested in it, especially if they've been affected by, you know, people people struggling or you know sadly suicide and the life so uh, we have people who nominate us which is lovely and then a panel looks at it and also thinks we're okay <laughs> um but we were lucky we won charity of the year at the enterprise vision awards earlier this year which was honestly we were sat there looking at other groups we, we knew on the way there we were talking about this group that we really thought were winning they're from liverpool as well they were incredible so when the shelves is our name, I was talking to the lady next to me and Mandy was shaking me going, Debbie, it's us, it's us. I was like, oh my God, it was so emotional because we were just weren't expecting this so early on. Um, but then that was like a national award and we got nominated for like the Echo Awards a couple of times and then obviously the Diversity Awards was just unreal. 
um to get shortlisted for that there's like 55,000 nominations or something so but you know what we always say like whenever we collect awards and stuff it's that emotional because you just like I'm always like a little bit um step back because obviously the reason why I'm doing I'd rather have my brother here as much as you know the events are gorgeous and stuff it's that emotional as well but we love coming back to like the lads and have them celebrate with us and you know we have all the certificates on display for them and it's for them this Sean's place would not exist without them they could come in and you know not like it and leave again and we wouldn't have a service but they stick with us they trust us they work hard they battle every single day just to get here so all everything that we do is you know it's to celebrate them really so it's it's always nice I think I think anybody even even as you were saying before you know you didn't you didn't win it but you were nominated and I think to be nominated for something shows that somebody else thinks amazing things about you you know and and sometimes yeah. we don't promote ourselves I was having a conversation with somebody today um you know we we tend to not sort of self promote but it can be an inspiration and an education for somebody else. So sometimes we think, oh, we're being a bit boastful or we're bragging a bit here. Um, mm-hmm. And somebody else can be watching and thinking, wow, look at all the amazing stuff that they're doing or, or if they can do it, then I can do it. Um, and I always say, like, you know, shout it from the rooftops because, you know, you, you can you can be somebody else's inspiration or somebody else's positive influence in something. And I think if somebody yeah. nominates you, that shows that you are the positive influence and, and you know, you are um, doing an amazing job, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We get asked all the time about like taking children's place to different places in the country and stuff. And like, I don't see that for children's place. Like, we've got a good thing here, and we're we're only babies still. But we, what we do say is, you know, we'll tell you exactly how we did it and give it a go in your community. If if no one ever tries it, then it never happens. So we're starting to see like people giving things a go in their like in their communities now, which is so wonderful because the more places like this that exist, you know, the more we're going to overcome suicide. It's the only way, really. So yeah, it's um, it's lovely. community the whole thing of community going on is better and i think the lockdown helped with that because years ago community was strong and you know there's a lot of brilliant charities like yourself and they want to do the same and take the model elsewhere in the country so other people can do this in their area as well you know because it's such a required uh, service you're doing so thank goodness you're there thank you and so amazing um and i think we could probably talk to you for a long long time and amazing that you've given your time to us today um as well yeah. as being so busy with short place and, and, and all your little people and you know your family as well and and you don't <laughs> just rocking on your own life and stuff like that so uh, massive massive thank you um so we're going to do a little shout out to any adults so uh adults who, who who've done amazing things so san have you got any adults that you want to shout out to yeah, i'm going to give a shout out to claire dallas for setting up stroll with the soul for no other reason, as she is like such an altruistic person and just cares about other people and was so mindful of other people in lockdown, not being able to get out and things and showing them beautiful greenery and stuff, which is just a kind thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, it's an amazing thing to do. Um, so I want to give a shout out um, to the Chunku who collected um, loads and loads of food parcels and, and things, you know, during... Um, last week's um, Chinese New Year um, you know and, and people have donated and to give food parcels out which is amazing And but I mean massive massive shout out this week they're not well they're young adults okay so to Walton Youth Community Project which was the guys who came and did the Wacker Ball course yesterday and and again Debs you know we were talking about apprentices and kickstarts some of them are apprentices and kickstarts and youth workers um, and I just think as young people to, to buy into something that you know nothing about and we need to give credit to our young people. You know, you've got those two amazing little kickstarts. We've got kickstarts and apprentices in our business. And I just think to have young people around you yeah, and, and the way they think and their brains work is and the way they do stuff is just amazing. So I want to give a massive shout out to um, Walton Youth Community Project um, for, for all the young people who came yesterday. And I'm sure, Debbie, you've got millions and millions of, of people, adults, grown-ups, that you want to give a shout-out to. And I'm always like, oh, my God, I hate this place because I know I'll, like, miss someone else. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go off today, really, and say thank you to the LFC Foundation because they've been putting on a 10-week programme for us. There's a guy called Mark who runs it for us, and um, he's amazing. He's dead genuine with the lads and talks about his own struggles with mental health and why he wanted to get involved with this. And it's not cost, cost us a penny, and every week we have a full group of lads who are trying new things and bonding with Mark from the LFC Foundation. So, yeah, I think it's only right we say thank you to them this week. 
brilliant well done well done well done and there are lots of you know people linking in and the lfc foundation are doing amazing thing and everything yeah. in the community do amazing things you know um, yeah. and sometimes it can be that hook of like you know footy which which, which enables yeah. them to you know to, to access stuff so uh, yeah amazing so do we have a red face moment or something embarrassing happened to you that people can laugh along with but not at you um, I don't think I've got a red face this moment. I think I've been quite good. I've been quite good for a while. There's well, a coming along soon. I look, oh, don't say that. I look at my phone and I think what I do is I look at my phone and I think what happened this week? And then I think, oh, yeah, when, when I see something normally. But I think, no, I'm I all think right. I've done all right. You know, I think I'm, are you all right this week? I think Debs, so. Debs, have you got an embarrassing little moment you want to share? Yeah, I, I fell over quite a lot this week and it's always in front of like my two new staff as well. They were looking up to me as a role model. We just made crumpets the other day for breakfast and as we were coming off the kitchen, I literally just went flying. The crumpets went everywhere. So <laughs> thankfully they were amazing, but no one is just like you're trying to be like a professional new boss. <laughs> and it just failed like miserably. But it's like, I think they now realise I am never going to be that, you know, professional sort of hierarchy manager I'm just completely, you know, daft and on their wavelength. So <laughs> we get on really well. Yeah. yeah. So Christine Penman's listening in, and this morning she had the leggings inside out. So that's it. I'm one of some moments. But well, if you hadn't told us, we, oh, I, would, I would never have noticed. Why would I know? And the thing is, when we started our exercise this morning, do you know she does, Debbie? She has this step. One of it's like a circuit thing. So you have to step up. It's quite high. She has a few levels, and I kick the thing. Before we even start, that was like the first step kick. <laughs> and Helen always thinks I did. I up. did make it slightly higher. I did make it slightly higher than, <laughs> than normal because I thought, well, we, we've improved. So let's 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 uh, build up a bit. Okay. Um, Skillshare, Deb, we threw you under the bus a bit here, didn't we? Um, with the Skillshare. Um, so is there a positive thing that people could do? Um, it could possibly be around mental health. It could be about um, a little, a little something, you know, like that that you could share with people to to do this week. Yeah, absolutely. Download the Hub of Hope app onto your phone. It's completely free. And if you type in your postcode, it'll bring up all the mental health services in that area that are registered to the app. But it's a na now national. Jake Mills from Liverpool has done absolutely He's amazing done with it. So, yeah, um, so please just download that on your phone because you never know who you're going to meet and who's going to need it. And when you don't know how to help somebody or sort of what to do in a situation when someone opens up to you, the least you could do is just tell them about that app and they can reach out for support themselves. So. Brilliant. That's a, that's an amazing one. That And uh, I've, I've just typed in, you know, so that people can okay. see uh, the, the hub of hope. Um, and it's a great, you know, he's got a great story as well, hasn't he? You know, of, of the reasons of why he set it up and everything like that. Um, and I think it's great when you've got young um, young lads sharing their stories of, you know, and, and then going on to do amazing things as, as you've done, you know, amazing things and, and stuff like that. Um, so have you got anything else that you want to say, San? Um, no, just that I'm delighted that Debbie's come on today because we've been trying to get you for so long and a lot of people won't realise Debbie had to move heaven and earth to get on the show tonight because <laughs> her husband's had to come over to the to the centre, bring the children over so that so they weren't obviously on in the house <laughs> left because Debbie'd normally be doing something in the centre now which her husband's doing and just all of, all of this stuff, the logistics for you to get on today were incredible. Well, I hope it was worth it. <laughs> it definitely was, definitely was worth it. And we were talking before, it's um you know, the, the have awareness weeks and it's children's mental health awareness week. Um and it's quite fitting that you've come on today, but it wasn't planned. Um, and it just seems to have yeah. happened that, you know, um, we're talking about adult mental health, but also this, the, the children's mental health as well. And we're hoping to share some little positive things of how little people can, you know, um, share their little struggles and things like that. And and to know it's okay to not be okay, you know, it's okay to, to, to feel a little bit sad and a bit down and stuff like that. We just need to share it with other people so that we can all support and help each other. Um, so, so, uh, sorry, go on. Go on, Sam. No, it's all right. I was just going to say that, um, you know, people get talking about it, talk about your mental health. Um, it's okay to talk about it. And it, and I, so many people say, well, I was struggling a bit in lockdown. Or I was, and it's okay. It's just okay to say that. There's no shame. 
um, it's brave to do it and you should talk about it to help. And you'll be surprised how other, many other people will say the same thing. Yeah, with it being Children's Mental Health Week as well, we can just like share some of the services like across like Merseyside that support young adults. Like the Lee Cooper Foundation does amazing with teenagers. Yeah. They're based in Nosley. We've got White Kids that are based up in Sefton, and then the Open Door Charity on the Widdle. Um, wow. all of them provide free and immediate access to support for for our young people. So um. Again, community groups just doing amazing work. But, like, you know, if you know a young person that's struggling or they might be on a waiting list for support, just contact one of them because um, all of them are equally as good as each other. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for coming on. And we're going to leave you with the uh, positive quote that we, that we sort of, like, you know, closed the show with, um, which we were having a little chat about before. So we're going to hand it over to you, Deb. A massive, massive thank you. Um, good luck with Sean's place. Um, and Christine Pemmon says, good interview. Uh, great interview, sorry. Uh, keep up the brilliant work, Debs. Thank you. Thank you. So, show Deb. I'll be waiting for my quote. <laughs> it's not really a quote, it's more like a slogan that we have at Sean's Place. And we could just say, like, in this together. I think the NHS robbed it Jordan COVID, but we've thought about it first. But it's true, you know, everything that we do at Sean's Place, it's, it, it's like a little family. And, you know, our mentors have all struggled with the mental health as well. And it, it is completely like in this together. So that, that's the little Thank quote. <laughs> Amazing. So, on, Thank guys. you so much. And we will see everybody next week. Thank you. Oh, well.